Good morning. Nachum, good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Wow, what a treat this Shabbos is. It's Shabbos Parsha Sav, but it's Shabbos Shabbos HaGodol. And that, in itself, we can talk about the uniqueness and specialty of both. Let's begin, as we always do, that Parsha Sav contains 18 mitzvos, 9 positive mitzvos assay, and nine restrictions, mitzvot losase. Before, however, we get to Parshas Tzav, this Shabbos has a special designation, Shabbos Agodo. Different reasons, I'm only going to give you two or three, and that is as follows. We know that the year that we left Mitzrayim, we left on a Thursday, just like this year. How do we know that? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe at the Sneh, the burning bush, that when you leave Mitzrayim, Ta'avdun, which our Chachamim understand to mean Ta'avdu binun, you will worship Hashem 50 days later, Allah by Har Sinai. So now, 50 days later is a Shabbos. We received the Torah on Shabbos. We say every Shabbos morning, Yismach Moshe b'matnas chelko. Moshe brought down the luchos to us on a Shabbos. So, if the 15th of Nisan was a Shabbos, when was the 10th of Nisan? It was on, excuse me, if the 15th was on a Thursday, which is when we left, then when was the 10th of Nisan? It was on a Shabbos. So it was the 10th of Nisan that we designated the Korban Pesach in Mitzrayim. One of the very basic miracles that happened on that day is the Egyptians said, what are you doing? What are you doing with our God? They worshipped the lamb. They worshipped the sheep. And we said to the Egyptians, we are going to slaughter your God. And they were powerless to retaliate. So this miracle took place on Shabbos. Second of all, Shabbos HaGadol, you could imagine, Moshe told Mitzrayim, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, that there would be nine plagues. The first two, out of Ditzach, Adash, and through Choshech, there was warning. The last of the three sums were not, but Moshe warned that there would be makas pochoros. So when the firstborn of Egypt heard and they saw that Moshe's track record had been perfect, whatever he predicted came about, ay ay ay, they were afraid. So they protested and there was a civil war between the firstborn of Egypt who wanted to free the Jews, free the slaves, and Paro, and obviously his army, who resisted. So there was a civil war between them, as we say in Halil HaGodol, which we will be saying as well. After Halil HaMitzri, the second half of the Halil, after the meal, the Maki Mitzrayim Biv Choreim, which Chazal understand to mean through the Egyptians. Okay, there's a lot more, but I must move on.
Let's tie in very quickly Pasha Sav with the forthcoming Yom Tov of Pesach, and that is as follows. The Parsha speaks about, continues from last week with various korbanos, and the Torah tells us that if a kli cheres, if an earthenware dish absorbed the uh, flavor of a korban, there was no way of kashering that dish. The Torah says in Pasha San Perig Vav Pasuk 21 If a Klicheres was cooked in it or absorbed the taste of the carbon, it had to be broken. You couldn't take it home and eat it with your meat at home. I have to tell you on a personal note, over 40 years ago, my first trip to Eretz Yisrael, I was zochen to go to Shiloh, where the Mishkan had been for 369 years, and you were still at that time able to collect pieces of pottery, because when they finished eating the Korban Pesach, A, they didn't have disposable plates like we do, and it wouldn't be as bekovedik. So what did they do? They eat in a earthenware dish and they broke it afterwards and you were still able to collect pieces of pottery in Shiloh then. First, so we have some of the laws of kashering as we do before Pesach when needed but the Pesach continues that in Bechlin Choshes Bushola if you have a metal clay then Umorak Mishutaf Pamoyim you can kasher it. Further, you have the Karban Shlom in more details, and then the Torah speaks of Imal Todo Yakrivenu, the Karban Toda. Now, very quickly, there's a lot to talk about the Karban Toda, but just know, as the Gemara tells us in Brachos, Arba Tzrichim Lahodos, when we had a base of Migdash, four different individuals had to bring a Thanksgiving offering, and it's easy to remember based upon the acronym. All the Chayim, the Chole, the Yisurin, the Yam, the Midbar, those who were sick, number two, those who were in a dangerous situation, God forbid somebody is mugged, that kind of a situation. Number three, if a person passed through the Yam, or if a person passed through a Midbar, both of them being dangerous, each of these four persons have to bring a korban toda. Interestingly, says the Svas, Emes, and others, think about this, everybody. Bring this to your Seder table. You're not just having a Yom Tov meal when you eat at the Seder on Leil HaSeder, but you're also having a Thanksgiving dinner because Klal Yisrael at that time went through. There were many, many cholim when we left Egypt. There were no hospitals in Egypt to take care of the slaves. And there were Yisurim. They were very dangerous. And we went through the Yam. And we went through the Midbar. So therefore, on this night, like we say later on in the Haggadah, Bechol Dor Vador, Chayev Adam, Liros Asatzmo, Ki'ilu, Hu, each and every one of us, but privilege to leave Mitzrayim, therefore we 
were in that state, we relive it on the night of the Pesach Seder, and therefore our meal is elevated to the status of a Seudas Hodo'a, not only a Seudas Yom Tov, but a, a, a celebration of thanksgiving to Hashem. One of the reasons why it's called Shabbos HaGadol is because the Rav in each community, for each Pesach Knesset, gives a drasha, where first of all he reviews many of the laws of Pesach, and then to discuss a matter of Emuna, of Halacha, which deal with the Seder. So I'd like to focus for a little while about Karpas, Kadesh Urchatz, good, we've made Kiddush, <clears throat> we've washed our hands, and now everybody knows the next thing we're going to do is we're going to take a vegetable and we're going to dip it in salt water and we're going to recite a bracha of Borei Priyadama. By the way, you're not to use a fork for karpas. It would be defeating the whole purpose of washing your hands. I can't go into this in detail now, but Chazal said that our hands have a status of shneos, the tumor. We were hands had a low degree of impurity with them. If you put your fingers, which you have to do, dipping, not with a fork, dipping with your fingers, today we are all tomei. We're going to impart tumor to the vegetable, because the water is a conductor of tumor. So therefore, you wash your hands before you eat the karpas, and that way you are not giving the tumor from your fingers to the um, vegetable. But now, here comes, there's another reason for karpas, and that is found in, to begin with, the Krovets that was written by uh, Yosef Tuv Elim for a, a poem which many, well I shouldn't say many, some Potekinesios say on Shabbos HaGadol and he goes through the um, Seder in his poetic form but listen to what he says The Lama Sha'ar Yurokos Ba in Why do we have Karpas? Why do we take a vegetable? Listen carefully Liftor chazeres shall mitzvah to to free or to recite the bracha for the morrow later on the bracha u'yilah. Really, he's saying the following: We should make a bracha before we eat the morrow, and we're going to talk about why. Why should we really make a bracha before we eat the morrow? So there's a basic machlokes between Tosfos who says, you don't have to make a bracha before the moror. Why? Because it is considered dvorim habayim machmas hasuda. What does that mean? It's something which is an integral part of the meal. Tonight was on the menu, matzah's on the menu, we wish we'd had the korban pesach, matzah's on the menu, and moror's on the menu, because matzah and moror accompanied the <coughs> paschal lamb, so therefore, Whatever is included in the meal, the hamotzi, which we're going to make <coughs> later on, 
And after the hamotzi, we eat the matzah. We're going to eat the marah. So we took the, the hamotzi will cover, listen carefully now, the marah. So whereas the Gemara in Psachim 114b says that the purpose of the karpas is a kera dianuka, which means to give the children uh, an opportunity to ask, hey, what's going on? Heker, to make something different for the children. So that's one answer which everybody is familiar with as to why we have karpas. But now, Rav Yosef Tuvelim is giving a much more profound, deeper explanation. Why? Because according to Rav Yosef Tuvelim, the moror is not on, quote, the menu. What does that mean? It means that when you make the hamotzi, the hamotzi does not satisfy the, quote, ceremonial food of moror. Because nobody eats moror by itself. And therefore, why am I eating is To remember, uh-huh, that Maruz Chayeim, the Egyptians, embittered our life. Okay. Well, what does that mean, okay? If you remember, everybody, let's go to the first night of Rosh Hashanah. Okay. You come home, you make Kiddush, you wash, you make Hamotzi, and then, uh-oh, we bring apple to the table, and we make a bracha, Bori Priyo eats on the apple. And then we dip it in honey and wish that Shalatova Masuka. Okay, but here's the key issue. Here's the key but. Why are you making a Bori Priyo eats? Come on. We don't, whatever is being served at this Seder, the first course, you're not going to make a bracha over it. You don't make a, a, a shahako over the chicken. It's included in the Hamotzi. So why isn't the apple included in the Hamotzi on Leo Rosh Hashanah? And the answer is because you're eating it because and only because it's a ceremonial food. Says Rabbi Yosef Tovelim, you've got to make a, you can't make, oh, one second, you've got to make a bracha boripia hadama over the morah because it's a ceremonial food. But here's his big chiddush. You can't recite the Bore Priyadama right before you eat the Moror because that would result in Osin Mitzvos Chavilos Chavilos which means to perform Mitzvos literally um, wholesale right to quote give the impression that I'm making two brachos over one object a form of showing I want to I'm hurrying up to get rid of it and that's what we don't want to do. So, for example, the Gemara tells us in Sota, okay, Ches <clears throat> that we don't administer Sota water to two women at one time, and we don't purify two Mitzrayim at one time, nor do we bore the ears of two Evidivri at once, okay? Why? Because we want to show that each one, each mitzvah, should be given its own individual importance. And therefore, we don't perform multiple mitzvahs. Or, let's say, for example, Baruch Hashem, twin boys. And both boys are having their bris at the same time. We don't bring in both boys at the same time. 
we bring in the older one, and then we bring in the next one, because each one is individual, and we don't want to give the impression we're in a hurry to get rid of both mitzvahs. Okay? Now, <clears throat> the Gemara in Psochim 102b presents another application of this principle, and that is you can't use the same cup of wine for two different mitzvahs, the mitzvah of Kiddush and the mitzvah of Birkas HaMazon, or, listen carefully now, the, or, the idea is that we don't chosmin b'shtayim, which means that, as the Gebran Brachos 49a, which means that we don't piggyback on the same one bracha, two different themes. Okay, and so, therefore, what's going on here? Since we have, number one, alachilas moror, that we have to make a bracha on, because it's a separate birkas ha-mitzvah, even though it's a drabonon, we make a bracha, and the bore pre-adama, if it was said right before you made the bracha of Birkas, Achilas Moror, if you said it before, you would have, uh-oh, two mitzvos, the two brachos being two mitzvos, and we don't have chavilos, chavilos by mitzvos. Now, listen carefully now. The, as, as we find in the Gemara, Psachim 115a, the other Balei Tosvos disagree with Rav Yosef Tuvelin, and they say that Moror on this night is an integral part of the meal, so you don't even have to make the Bar Priyadam at all. But let's address Rav Yosef Tuvelin and ask him, says Tosvos, a basic question. Excuse me, as Tosvos, Rav Yosef Tuvelin, don't you make Kiddush every Friday night? And are you not reciting two brachos? And are you not first saying a berchas mitzvah? Excuse me, a berchas nehenin, which is a bracha that you recite before you eat or drink on the Bore Pregafen. And then you're going to make the bracha of the Kadesh Shabbos, which is a bracha of mitzvah. So you're doing exactly what you think and say you shouldn't do. How can you make Kiddush on Friday night? So there are several answers to this. And listen carefully. One answer is suggested by the Nitziv in his Haggadah, Imre Shefer, when he talks about Motzi Matzah. And that's why, by the way, listen carefully, everybody. What do we do? We come to the table after we have broken by Yachatz, the middle matzah, a while back. And now I come to the table. I have two and a half matzos in front of me. I make the bracha of hamotzi over the two and a half matzos. So that's over one chefza, object of mitzvah. And then I put down the bottom matzah and I'm holding one and a half, which is a different entity. So I am not reciting two brachos over the same. The second bracha of Allah matzah is being, come on, recited over the one and a half. And therefore, I don't have the problem of 
chavilos, chavilos. Two different objects, two different brachos. So far, so good. Let's get back to Kiddush. Yosef Tuvelim, how do you answer that question? And the Nitziv says, wow, something very interesting, which applies to this Friday night and every Friday night. And that is as follows. Keep this in mind. Says the Nitziv that the bracha of the Borei Pri HaGafen in the Kiddush is not your usual Borei Pri HaGafen, which means the blessing of Birchas Nanin, a bracha you recite before you eat. This bracha of Borei Pri HaGafen is an integral part of the Kiddush. What does that mean? That since Yayin is used as a celebratory drink, the Yayin is the factor that we use to praise Hashem. So it's given a upgrade from, quote, coach, which would be the regular use of a birkas nanin, a bracha over food. It's upgraded to business and maybe for even first class because it becomes a bracha of hodah, of thanksgiving, because that's what wine is used for, which is why I strongly urge everybody to drink wine on the night of the Pesach Seder, because we're giving hodah, thanksgiving to Hashem. If you can't drink four ounces of wine for each cup, or even two, because all you need is a majority of the cup, a little more than two, then mix it with grape juice, but use some wine. Ah, so according to the Nitziv, the wine is upgraded, and it's all one birchas hodah, because the Rambam writes that what is Kiddush by definition, reciting praise and thanksgiving to Hashem. So since this is a bracha, which is used for praise and thanksgiving, it becomes one entity. Or you can say that Yayin and Pas, as the Gemara teaches us in brachos, is that which is kvias, kuvea, a su'uda. The su'uda is given a greater identity and purpose through having either bread, which is what we make Kiddush on, or wine, but nothing else. Havdalah, I don't have wine. I can use beer or hamar medina. However, I can't use wine, excuse me, I can't use beer for Kiddush. Either or only challah during the year, matzah on Pesach, and or wine, which most of us use. If I don't, if I can't drink wine, I don't have wine, but all year long I can make Kiddush over my challah, Pesach over my matzah. Oh, so another reason why the wine in Kiddush is different and says Rav Yosef Tuvelim, don't charge me of being inconsistent. I am consistent because the wine is serving the purpose not only of the concept of a birkas hanenin. Once again, it's upgraded to become the koveya of the meal into a su'udas Shabbos. Okay, so what emerges is that when we have the karpas at the beginning of the meal, we are 
satisfying the Bore Priyadoma. And even though there might be a long time between this Bore Priyadoma and the eating of the Moror, okay, and you're going to say more than even 72 minutes, Baruch Hashem, with children, grandchildren, and all the Divrei Torah, etc., as long as you did not get your hands tomei, that bore priyadoma can continue until you eat the moror. Okay, so now, having said that, I hope we have a better appreciation what Karpas is all about, not only a change for the children, for them to ask, Manish how different is this night, but it's also to make us sensitive to the halachic principle of enosim mitzvos, chavilos, chavilos. We don't do mitzvos in a quote-unquote wholesale form. Now, what does that mean? It means that, how do I look upon mitzvos? Are they a burden that I want to get rid of them, that I do them quickly? Let's get rid of this two at a time, etc. Or no, just the opposite. Mitzvahs are a privilege. Oh. So therefore, I just want to give a few ways in which, how do you show that the mitzvahs are a privilege? So we all daven every day and on Shabbos, and we recite the Psuke de Zimra, right? Starting with Baruch Shomar, ending with Yishtabach, how do I say it? Do I say it that I can't even follow how quickly I'm saying it? Or do I say it as the rabbis tell me to say it as if I am counting 50 or $100 bills? And believe me, you're going to count them a little slower because they are important to you. There's a chashivas to them. Let's be honest, everybody. Do we say Pesukah Zimra the same way we count our money? That's one thing. Now, how would you dress and how would you feel if you had a meeting with Hashem Himself? I was going to suggest the President of the United States, and I'm using the office, not even the individual, as my example, you would, number one, feel important that you're meeting with this one, and you would be totally focused. Should somebody else even walk into the room, one of his secretaries, okay, you wouldn't even dare look to see who they are. You would focus on your meeting with. When somebody walks into shul, the possibility that while you're saying Shmona Esrei, you're going to look around and think about that? Impossible. It's a meeting, an appointment with God Himself. Okay, and finally, before you go to do a mitzvah, before you go into the hospital, it's wonderful that you are doing Bikur Cholim. However, stop for a moment and do you and say to yourself, I am doing this to have the privilege of emulating Hashem. Right? As He, so to you. As He 
visits Avram, we too have that privilege and obligation. And if we have that in our mind, we are upgrading our mitzvah. Nobody else has to hear you say it, but you know that you're not just doing a man to man, you're also doing at that same time a man to God. So as we close this shear, we remember Ashrinu Matuv Chalkeinu, how privileged we are to have the night of the Pesach Seder, to relive the experience, the night of Emunah. The Zohar calls Matzah, Michlo, Dimeim Nusa, the bread of faith. Emir Hashem, as we finish this Seder, with Lashon HaBab Yerushalayim, as we finish this Seder, with the songs, which means that the night of Pesach, Avram Avinu defeated the four kings who had defeated the five kings. But Hashem said that I've given you half the night for Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and the second half, excuse me, half the night for the defeat of the four kings the second half of the night, Hashem promised Avraham for the future, so too, by Bahatsi Halayimah, the best is yet to come. Shabbat Shalom to all.